All right, guys, before we get started, what I want you to do is go ahead and hit that like button, hit share, hit subscribe, hit follow, whatever works best on the platform that you're on. Everything that you do to engage with the podcast helps us spread the message and really helps reinforce us being the force of change within veterinary medicine. And we're extremely grateful if you're able to do that for us. So thank you very much. All right, let's get to the show. Good intro. I know. Yeah, dude, on the just right oh. on the button, he just comes screaming Man, in. I know. He's sweating a little, I know. just a, a little. little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We moved a considerable amount of patients in a short period of time. All is well. All is well. <laughs> yes, we made right. it. We did. All right. We did. Well, we did. you're gonna start this. I'm gonna close that door while you do. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so welcome back for another podcast, of course, today, uh, on time. We are live, aren't we? Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, yes, awesome. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> sorry. Still haven't really gotten my mind into it. You haven't, yes. you haven't gotten your yes. breath back yet? <laughs> yes, yes. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, as far as today, it's like, are the, we, uh, what, was the, what was the headline, the tagline that you put uh, on there? Today was the Paw Health Way. Oh, yeah, the Paw uh, Health so Way. So, we had previously discussed... Um, Basically, Bree, um, mm-hmm. you kind of, I mean, you're at the nearing the end of your externship, which is great and unfortunate all at no, the same time. No, the tears. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, you and I had had the chance to basically talk about the fact that um, you've had experience and education outside of here. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rebecca, you're similar. You're you're mm-hmm. not as in-depth into what we've been doing, but you also listen to, like, every podcast that there is. So <laughs> No, I'm still, like, 20 behind. I still have, like, 20 left. <laughs> um, I, I tapered a off after, like, 60. Or 50. 50. Yeah, 50. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, we just did 60. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, really, um, my hope is to have you, Carlo, throw questions at Rebecca and Bree. Sure. Um, and kind of basically get your guys's really early career um, thoughts on the way we do things. And this mm-hmm. is pretty much um, process-focused. Uh, yeah. You know, obviously, culture is probably going to be a part of it, too, but um, we're pretty unique on both of those fronts and yeah. basically just see where it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm going to push buttons and listen. Yeah, that's <laughs> fine. That's fine. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, Demoline kind of has the most amount of experience in the last three weeks, but I, I think a good way of starting it is actually something you and I had talked about. I think I know where you're going. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was uh, basically coming into it and uh, talking to Chris and saying that, like, all right, today's the day. Today I'm starting at Paw Health, and I don't know. Maybe I don't know if this is going to turn out the way that I thought it was going to. You know, and I think I think that's actually a perception that um, a lot of people have. You know, just in listening to the podcast, and it's like, well, it can't it can't be everything that they're talking about. And of course, for me, I'm like, well, it's not everything because we're not perfect, but we're perfect, and <laughs> but we are. Um, but I, I think to at least start out and just saying, you know, because because. For you, it's going to be kind of a, a short amount of experience, and then we'll kind of take that and build upon with, you know, at least what Demoline's kind of seen over the last couple of weeks. But, yeah, take me kind of through that just little <laughs> talk path again and just sort of what you thought, you know, kind of coming into it. Because I think ultimately what it's beset in is our um, overwhelming disappointment. 
mm-hmm. you know, is just as a whole, uh, whether it be disappointment with the um, the way in which we're educated or, you know, the expectations set there or um, even our experiences then within clin- clinical practice, um, you know, and just be like, all right, well, this is another one. They're just going to talk a big game and, you know, <laughs> yeah, like every other yeah. corporation out there, you know, who pumps themselves up and is it that great? Yeah, so I'm sitting in your guys' parking lot on the first day because I got here really early because I was like, what if I can't find it? Like, mm. what if I, I don't know where it is? Yeah. And I'm FaceTiming my fiancé, and we're sitting there, and he's like, how you doing? I'm like, I am really anxious. Like, my heart is beating really fast. And he's like, why? It's going to be great. And I'm like, yeah, well, I mean, it could. It, it could be really great. Like, today, I could love it. It could be amazing. It could be everything I've hoped. Or I'm going to go in there and I'm going to hate it all. I'm going to hate every aspect of everything there. And I'm going to have to stay the whole summer. I was going to say it's a <laughs> summer decision. And right. I'm going to have to I'm gonna have to be there for, it's, I'm here for like nine or ten weeks or something. Yeah. And I'm just going to be miserable. But I talked all this big game and yeah. all this smack about how like amazing it is. Yeah. So I'm going to have to just like grin and bear it and right. just like, well, I'm here. And I mean, that's definitely not how it went. Like, I was done. I did my onboarding, and then at the end of the first day, as I think when we were talking, and I, yeah. I was like, "Nope, I like it. Yeah. I like it a lot. <laughs> like this is amazing. Yeah. I'm really happy that it wasn't the other way. Like, yeah. Yeah. but it there were only two ways it was going to go. Yeah, yeah, it, it wasn't going to be in between. That's how people usually describe whether or not they like me. It only goes two <laughs> ways: it's love or hate. That's it. There's no in between. So it's uh, that's the one part of the perspective that I like as far as the build or the the organization we built is still like you're going to love or hate it. Yeah, you know. Um, but but yeah. So I mean, to even kind of build upon that, you guys actually kind of have very similar experiences because mm-hmm. you had worked at the same clinic um, at the same time as yeah, we were last yep, yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. Um, I guess to not necessarily call out any one particular practice, but, you know, I guess to kind of build upon what she said, what what is kind of a standout item in the last, well, almost near three weeks that you've kind of noticed one, two, multiple, whatever, mm-hmm. but just as far as the, the like things to take away from what we've um, shown thus far, because three weeks is a very short amount of time. So the impact I would see that you would have received in three weeks is probably going to be the big highlights mm-hmm. of sort of what is different, mm-hmm. you know, because there's little things. But yeah, I think for me, it's initially the trust and in, in the hands on skill for me, because I think I was thinking about this last night, too. I was thinking about how things are different and whatnot. And I think at past practices for me, even last summer one, mm-hmm. they, they all want you to be like that day one ready to be the greatest veterinarian when you come out. And of course we want to be, uh, right. but then they're like, do you just have to do it? But then when we're in school, they're like, oh, well, you can, you can do that later. You'll get better at that later. I'm like, yeah. we'll, we'll if teach you, just, you that next semester. Right. And I'm like, if you, just, if you just teach me now, I can be that much of a better veterinarian when I get out and get that much better at serving patients. Like yeah. it'll be so much easier if you just teach me now. Yeah. But a lot of them just push that off. But when I've been here the last three weeks, I've been so like blown away about the ability to just get hands-on, get surgical experiences. Like that alone has been super, super awesome for me because that's an area that I really wanted to get into. But it's yeah. hard because not everyone trusts you enough yeah. to get that. So I've just very much been like wallowing in the in the trust <laughs> yes. and even on the floor when I yeah. come in and help out like the um the CBTs and things like uh Molly yep. she is like oh place that catheter go get some blood and I'm like done like you got it like anything else you want I got it uh, yes. because other practices I feel like it's a it's a culture and a mindset of like uh, I don't know which some yeah. of it is fair if you don't know us like yeah that's fair everyone comes from different backgrounds but really, it's just the environment of trust and a culture of success here for me that has really blown away uh, my expectations that I already had high. Yeah, right. But my expectations <laughs> yeah. um, that I've been here and the 
just sheer experiences that I've been able to have hands-on has been way more higher than I've ever gotten in any other practice because wonderful. there was a trust and wonderful, successful culture. Built. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Cause you had kind of spoken to that as well when, um, it wasn't just that which was extended to mm -hmm. you, but you just, you said it, the feel where in other practices you've been in, it was almost like they were ready to pounce, you know, like vultures or, you know, whatever it is, like just really looking and waiting. And it's like, oh, you made a mistake. Now you're done with that. See, yeah. I knew you didn't know how and to do it. And that follows you for days, months, years. <laughs> like, yeah. well, you made that one mistake and I'm going to yeah. keep it on for you forever. I, yeah. It's it's so awful yeah. to be in that position. I feel, unfortunately, that's a lot of cultures and lots of practices and I've felt it multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah. And that's, we kind of like embrace it in the, and, and like Molly kind of embodies it where it's like, go get this done. Mm -hmm okay because if and that's where a lot of that trust comes from is it's like if like we trust that if you can't mm -hmm. or if we, we trust that if you don't know how that's where the trust mm -hmm. comes from is it's like we'll just say something mm -hmm. you know because that was actually very early actually i think when we were started talking about culture development years ago is it was like we just have to be willing to be like i don't know mm -hmm. you know which is a really hard hurdle for people to come mm -hmm. over mm -hmm. um and it's actually kind of you know at least in some in some way shape or form fortuitous because i think when we look at our, our four core values of trust respect uh now collaboration mm -hmm. and accountability i don't think we actually give merit to how much we actually have built trust within the team and that's why i really enjoyed kind of getting yeah, that yeah. feedback because i was just mm -hmm. like yeah i think it was like one day i was like yeah. i hope you know like i yeah. just placed the catheter and like they were all super chill about it and we're like you got this and we're like cool like there was yeah. no like oh you're gonna you're gonna yeah. fuck that up like like waiting yeah. for it yeah. and i think the part is when you ridicule someone too and you want yeah. you want them just to say hey like i can't do this but yeah. when you constantly ridicule them they don't want to come to you and be like correct i just messed up again or like one again another strike against me kind of yeah. thing so yeah. it all fits together yeah yeah and that i just for me and like i said that's why it was and actually it, what kind of prompted Ben and I talking about it is that that was like the really refreshing thing because we're just in it, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like there is a part of us that we are in some way naive to the persistent existence of that type of culture. We know that it exists, mm -hmm. but I think where my brain is at with it, like I don't even understand why. Like why does it still persist? Like it just is like this is this is how to yeah. do it. Like yeah. why aren't mm -hmm. we just yeah. doing that? I mean, I can tell you why. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've seen the I've seen, I've seen what happens if you don't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will say that um, that was the reason why I came here. So if you guys don't know probably mm -hmm. a ton about my history, but um, you know, working with the consulting company that I was at, we got I got the chance to work basically on the teams. Um, whether very directly or very proximate for probably somewhere between 15 and 20 businesses over the course of like three or four years. And varied businesses. Very, very. Yeah, like we were this, the only veterinary contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, we, there was another one that was a potential and never turned in anything. Yeah. But, yeah, no, um, manufacturing, uh, uh, cranberry farming, that yeah. that's a whole thing up here. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is. Um, cranberry farms are awesome if you go see them. But yeah. Anyway, oh, yeah, they're anyway. super cool. Yeah. But uh, lots of different stuff. Yeah. And, um, you know, I always kind of had it in the back of my head, like, I don't really know if this is what I want to do and always just being analytical of my position in life, right? And then there was the, the I think it was the last meeting that we had at Catch All for a planning meeting. I was like, so 
is this legit? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. are you just blowing smoke up my ass? Yeah. Because, yeah. like, yeah, this all sounds great in this office every other week, but, right. like, what does this actually mean? I remember that meeting. Yeah. yeah. And, and then I was like, is it successful? He's like, yes. Yeah. It's, like, yeah. I, I, like, it, like yeah. too much. Yeah. Like, we're yeah. too busy. Yes. And yeah. um, then I did yeah. a working interview on a Friday night. I was like, I don't know if I want to have anything to do with this, but I'm going to come yeah. live this mm-hmm. on a Friday night. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Oh, so it does work. Yeah, mm-hmm. I see it now. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, and then that was when the the idea of basically putting a microphone in front of you was just like, well, this is the plan now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. but yeah, like, and now that I've been here for over two years, That's I'm even to the point of starting to take things for granted. Like I can just be Ben. Like there's no thinking yeah. when I'm behaving or yeah. like why I'm here. Yeah. And I think that's a big thing that it is really easy to take for granted. And mm-hmm. I think you guys are kind of highlighting on that as well. So it's, I, I'm, I'm glad that I was able to see it from an outsider's perspective, yeah. but even now, now that it's like a, like a really like big thing, yeah. it's pretty cool to have yeah. um, a continuous naive uh, critique yeah, essentially <laughs> uh, come yeah. in. So, yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah, I, I, I guess for, for the sake of the audience, Rebecca, um, yeah. everyone's got, has had a chance to meet Bree. Um, but uh, just a little bit about yourself, kind of where you came from, where you're headed, um, and then we'll kind of pick up from there, too. Yeah, so I'm Rebecca. I'm a third year now. It's really weird to say. I, I, <laughs> I, I still, like, got my... Attack. I know, right? Like, a little mini one. Just a little mini one. Um, so I'm in class with Bree, and then Amy's downstairs on the floor today. Yep. Um, and I... So I'm from the Metro Detroit area, and unlike everybody else I know in the veterinary profession that's like, oh... I wanted to be a vet since I was four years old. Mm-hmm. I was 17, and my mom was like, you're applying to school. Like, you know what you want to do? And I was like, no. <laughs> I have literally no idea. No idea. Yeah. And I was working at, a, like, a doggy daycare at the time, and then we had a dog attack. Mm. And then I got to, like, work with a vet, and I was like, well, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And then just full-blown committed, because mm-hmm. I don't do anything happen. <laughs> like, yeah, nothing. Okay. Full sense. So, yeah, completely. And everybody was like, you know, like... You're going to Albion for undergrad. Like, they have a really good pre-vet program, but most people drop it. Like, they just they just become a doctor. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. That's not going to happen. So I had my undergrad at Albion, and then was, I'm focused small animal. And during my interviews, I was like, you know, if I decide I fall in love with cows, I fall in love with cows. That's great. That did not happen. Yeah. The cows, they're very cute. Yeah. Over there. Yeah. They can stay mm-hmm. far away from me. Yeah. And, um... So then now we've had like our first three years and I've worked at a ton of different like small animal, but all of them have been like GP based. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So I had one during undergrad where I started shadowing and he, I mean, he let me do tons of stuff that I was probably not supposed to do. (laughs) Like I learned a lot. It's perfect. Yeah. (laughs) Get your hands in there. (laughs) And then I worked at a clinic part time and did some exotic animals and was like, well, that's really cool. I don't think I want to do that every day, Mm -hmm. but I mean, it's cool, and it was, like, an amazing experience, and then um, I've been doing, like, ER shifts at MSU, but it's very very different than Mm -hmm. here. It's not, like, I'm more of, like, an assistant, like, I stock stuff, and not, like, super Mm hands-on, other than, like, restraining patients, Mm -hmm. and so last summer, I was supposed to go to (laughs) an ER in um, uh, Grand Rapids, and then COVID happened, and so then that didn't happen, Mm -hmm. because... I talked to Donna Harris, who's one of our like amazing mentor professors at MSU, and <laughs> she was like, 
why don't you do ER? Like, it sounds like you would maybe like that. And I was like, well, yeah, I just, I feel like I'm gonna get really bored doing GP. Like, I like it, but maybe not. I don't know. So I know, Bree, you've had a lot of like ER stuff coming in. And I was like, we're gonna see. <laughs> we're gonna live it. Yeah, like, yeah. again, I'm either gonna love it or I'm gonna hate it, and yeah. then we'll know. Yeah. And that's great. And so I'm here now because I sent a very moderately desperate email kind of to Carlo in December <laughs> and <laughs> and was like um I'm just like I'm not having fun in the profession like I'm yeah. sitting at my desk for 14 hours a day yeah not talking to anyone other than like text messages and we're not like in in like we're in class but not really like yeah. in yeah. class yep. and I was like all the clinics I work at like I just feel like disparaged and like I'm not allowed to be me or allowed to succeed or even set up to succeed in the way that I should. Like, can I come for the summer? And he responded at like 3 a.m. per usual yeah. and was like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so you're trying the shoes on. Yeah. yeah you're yeah. trying the ER shoes on this <laughs> yeah. summer. So I, see, I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I assumed that you were yeah. somewhat experienced. No, in he, that, he yeah. hooked me with the Kool Aid through the yeah. house mentorship system. Uh, nice. Yes. Yes. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, because I, Met you guys, oh, it was like last it was, January. Uh, NBC. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, well, yeah. it was the VBMA talk before yeah. NBC. Yep. And then came and was like, so this is really cool. Yep. I can't come out for the summer because at that yeah. point I'd already had the ER job yep. lined up in Grand Rapids. Yeah. And then I'm, you know, being a house captain as yeah. one does, they mm -hmm. kind of were like, oh, you're doing the thing now. You got to meet with, with Riolo. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> who the crap is that? Right. I don't know yeah. who that is. Yep. Yeah. And then, you know, he gives us like his whole his whole meeting yeah. and everything. And I'm thinking and I'm like, this sounds really familiar. Yeah. Like really <laughs> familiar. I've heard this before. Like, I've heard this whole thing. <laughs> so then afterwards I'm like looking through all my like VBMA notes and I was yeah. like, that's why. Yeah. That's yeah. why. Right. Even though there. you weren't even there. Yeah. You were yeah, there no. by proxy. Yeah, yeah. No, he wasn't even yeah. there, which is probably yeah. why it yeah. didn't register. Probably. But yeah. I. Yeah. And then I was hooked. I was like, okay, mm -hmm. like full send house mentorship system. Like yeah. full send. I'm going to send this email before I yeah. decide against sending mm -hmm. it. And we're going to see what happens. Yeah. And then he responded like a day later. And I had to tell my fiance, like, oh, I think I'm going to Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah. And he At was, least for a summer. Yeah, and, yeah. He, and he was like, what? Because I didn't even tell him I sent the email. Because yeah. <laughs> I didn't think anything was going to happen. Right, and then yeah, it did. Right. So, yeah, yeah, I'm here trying on the sh like all the shoes. Like yeah. the yeah. ER shoes, the yeah. paw shoes, yeah. like yeah. cultural and everything like that. Nice. And I'm loving it. Yeah. So. <laughs> good, good, good. Yeah. No, yeah. And I, yeah, as always, it's, it's a pleasure having you both, you know. Um, and I, I think... You know, for me, just always being very lofty, you know, in thinking about, you know, PAW and long term, whenever I hear about like GP, mm -hmm. you know, ER, so on and so forth, like, I don't think those are actually going to exist in the future. Oh, that'd be so great. Like, mm -hmm. no joke. Yeah. Like, I, I like the I, distinction between the distinction. The two. Yes. Yeah. I, I legitimately feel that what we're doing from a triage standpoint mm -hmm. is groundbreaking enough that it will change the way that business is done. Mm -hmm. um, and to even say like, you know, well, I don't know that I could do GP all the time. It's like, I am not sure that GPs are even GPs. Mm -hmm. I'm not even sure yeah. that ERs are even ERs, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, and that's for us, that was actually what kind of birthed 
um, kind of the idea of sort of just 24 hour all care um, is, I mean, back and this is, this is now, I mean, we can talk about COVID now, but when I got out of school, that was 2006, uh, we had the economic crash of 2010. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So for us, you know, that was my, the beginning of my career was really having to deal with an economic crisis. And what I started to see bleeding in at 2010, 11, 12, 13, 14, is it was more, you know, unvaccinated patients, mm -hmm. uncared for, you know, no one's on preventative, you know, and a lot of that just birthed out of people working nine to five jobs and they couldn't take time mm -hmm. off because we were already in the economic crisis that we were. Um, so it's kind of working within people's budgets and so on and so forth. So, I mean, that was a huge sort of impactful time because when I got out of school at 2006, really we were at like the height you know, at least pre-economic drop. Mm -hmm, so yeah. there was really a lot that was happening in the industry and you just pretty much could do whatever you wanted at that time. Um, but now coming out of that, you know, 10, 10, 15 years later um, and seeing kind of the state of affairs that the industry is in now, um, especially now knowing that a lot of our practitioners um, need to retire, right. you know, they are ending their physical ability. <laughs> yeah. Yes, they are, they are ready to do it. Um, that's where, like I said, I think, uh, I, I am not sure that in that traditional sense that it's going to exist anymore. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, I could just be completely tunnel visioned on it, but I guess that's then kind of my question to y'all is saying, you know, for the three weeks and for the couple of days, just to kind of know, like, I mean, we obviously, you know, Rebecca, we worked a lot on the house system. We talked about a lot of different <laughs> things, a lot of you know, stuff, and like yeah. it did, you know, at least so far has come to fruition for you. But I guess that's sort of the next question that I would have to pose is, um, like, do you think that it is both replicable and scalable? Oh, yes. Absolutely. I mean, urgent <laughs> yeah. care for me, like exactly what, I mean, yeah. what basically Paul does is urgent care, seeing the GP things, yes. but also seeing the like hit by cars, the crazy yep. like bear attacks up yeah. here. That's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. Um, that's a thing. Okay, <laughs> y'all just your way. Um, yes, oh, yeah. yes, uh, bear yeah. attacks and things like that. Like those yeah. things happen regardless. Like when you're in, I'm, yeah. I worked emergency um, re recently and when we get the ear infections, people were like, Oh, I don't want to see the ear infection. But then yeah. when you work in GP, they're like, oh my God, a hit by car is coming in. Right. We can't take that. So it's like, <laughs> yes, you can. It'll be actually yeah. beneficial if you do. Yeah. And urgent care is what I want to do in the future. Like yeah. that is my goal because I, I just think it makes sense. Mm -hmm. And it's definitely, I mean, as you guys are doing, and I do think it's like for the receivable future is definitely the way to go. Because like, why not, why, if a hit by car shows up at your door, you're going to ship them away, like to go travel 30 minutes, like when you could just deal with it then. Yeah. And if you have the staff, you set up for the urgent care, you make everything available for the, to serve the patient as you should. Yeah. When it gets there, mm -hmm. it just works that way. Yep. And I, de I definitely do to answer the question straight on. Yes. yes the answer is yes. <laughs> and I hope and do foresee that it will be the future. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hope so. I hope so as well. Mm -hmm. um, but and I guess to even kind of so let's take those two scenarios of the like ear infections versus mm -hmm. the hit by cars. Um, I am interested in your perspective on our case handling time. So yes, you're gonna because I think that's gonna be the big question with triage, right? Is wait times, wait times, wait times, wait times. But as far as you know, our ability because a lot, a little of this is built into nonlinear triage. So and I've kind of shown you a lot of that at least in you know a little bit of time that we've had is like all right, from a case handling standpoint, how if you look at that urgent care and saying just whatever walks in we can deal with. Um, have you found that we have gotten substantially delayed in one particular case type than another? Um, or does it seem like there is pretty much a candor, kind of a movement, kind of a process to the whole thing? Um, yeah, I think the one thing that I can pick out and something you guys have already picked up on is the pre-scheduled like wellness yeah. vaccines and things like yeah. because 
we go, you tell people, you tell the caregivers when they show up, like, hey, like, you guys are pre-scheduled, but there yeah. may be a wait. But no matter how many times you tell a caregiver that, when yeah. they have their appointment at 4 o'clock, but then we have three hit by cars or whatever it may be, even yeah. if it's something very simple but ends up taking longer, yeah. they are suddenly upset because they made that appointment on <laughs> purpose to yeah. be there. So that's kind of the thing I've seen is that it, it's on, on our side, it, we can't do that. Like, we have to do my triage basis. I'm sorry, yeah. but that pre-scheduled has to wait. Yeah. But the caregivers don't see that. So that's, like, the one thing that I've been thinking about, too, because that's something you guys have realized. Like, yeah. do we get rid of that? Do we not? Because it's hard when you use the term appointment with caregivers because yeah. that is their time yeah. and they are expecting to be seen then yeah. and there's some giveaway here and there but when it extends upon hours like that's really hard for them to understand and I get it yeah. I do so that's the one thing that I've um, really noticed is just like the pre-scheduled things sometimes become an issue because you can't yeah. we don't know what's going to come in there that's the fun part of emergency we don't yeah. know what's going to come mm-hmm. in the door so yeah. you have to kind of play it by ear but us playing it by ear is not the same as the caregivers playing it by ear. Correct. So Correct. that's the one thing. Other than that, though, I think everything runs very smoothly, staying on top of the triggers. Every time there's a new um, triage, you move up, up a level. And I haven't really seen it, but I've heard that it happens anyways, is that the um, the front staff will help call and give updates oh. to all the caregivers. Like, hey, by the way, we just had yeah. this come in. We have to bump you up, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been really smooth. Like when you guys, um, the caregivers come, you say, hey, up front, we got weight great times do you want to go and they say yep i'm gonna go that's been really awesome because in the past um i worked at an emergency practice and we had five six hour wait times well that's not that's not done so then you get angry people you get the bad reviews you get the Mm -hmm. all it goes on and on and snowballs so Mm -hmm. um, overall i think it's it's great it works really well but those are the areas i think that um from what i see that need to be maybe i don't say worked on but have some attention to just because like that's that's what's gonna get you yeah. is when people when caregivers get angry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that, um, you know, uh, as we do, I mean, uh, Dr. Katie, she mm-hmm. actually um, really wasn't a huge fan of the idea of pre-scheduled. And I think part of the compromise was in this idea where it was like, all right, well, if, but if we have them way ahead in the triage order, if they have to come back for a recheck urine or something like that, um, and part of, and I think our, our new solution, of course, is to completely get rid of the idea of pre-scheduled. Mm-hmm. Um, which, yeah, I mean, we, we talked about um, at, at one of our last meetings, but um, I, I think that there is a benefit to client facing and what they hear and what they know and the expectation that you set and then sort of how you run operations. And I think that's where I was having a kind of like a, almost a mental block, mm-hmm. you know, on like how how is it, though, if I have a case that I know I just need to get a urine on to get this recheck thing, um, like I should be have that luxury just quick zipping them through, you know, but that's more of like a back end process, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but you're exactly right. I don't, I don't know if it's going to be uh, the perfect solution, but it's certainly mm-hmm. going to be something to try. And if it doesn't work, we'll find out why it didn't work, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And certainly having like multiple doctors on a shift, because when it's just like one yeah. doctor, that's really hard to be able to <laughs> yeah. decipher, like, what do I do first? Do I do this pre-scheduled yeah. or do I do one to surgery, this emergency surgery mm-hmm. now? So when you have two doctors, you can say, hey, go grab that pre-scheduled, get it sent through, yeah. do this while I'm going to go hop into surgery. So that's yeah. certainly helpful. And I've seen both times I've seen it when it's just real or run on the show. Yeah. <laughs> and when there are two doctors kind of playing the field, making sure everything happens when it needs to happen. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I will say from a and we've talked about this on the podcast a number of times. That's the value of, of having dedicated front staff because mm-hmm. you'd like you have to have people that like know enough about the process to be like, I can tell someone what's happening without actually telling them what's happening. Because if I get too in deep, 
Yeah. Um, they're not going to understand it anymore. So, like, yes, I could absolutely walk somebody through the mm-hmm. way that our triage system works <laughs> point by point. But that's not going to make a lick mm-hmm. of sense to somebody that's never stepped into a treatment area. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so that there is absolutely a tightrope walk on that. And the value of that position is something that you can't take for granted, regardless of where you are geographically mm-hmm. or anything like that, because it is it is hard. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. I think too often people do take it uh, to yeah. take it for granted and don't realize how important that role is. And yeah. that is your main connection to the caregivers. Right. And if they can foresee like, oh, this is going to be bad or hey, yeah. I'm going to just give this person a heads up that it's going to be another half hour because yeah. they just told me they were like waiting for something. Yeah. 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 Whatever the story may be. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely agree. It is an art form. Yeah. Yes. 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 <laughs> Yeah, so I think um, one of the other things that you know we try to do internally, kind of builds off of the importance of that caregiver support role, um, is the idea of toppled hierarchy. You know, so the, you know, so part of it is again the trust component, where it's like, yeah, just go do that phlebotomy or you know whatever it is, or get this done. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say f- uh, past experiences uh, versus sort of what we have here. How do you think that 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 hierarchical approach or lack thereof? Um, I guess integrates with our process, but more importantly, kind of has an impact on culture. So I guess, again, I'm just kind of drawing from those past experiences where you may have been in a very structured hierarchical setting, you know, and sort of the impact that that had as far as flexibility, you had mentioned individuality, you know, um, how you think that it's like, so I I guess that would actually be one thing to build on is saying, you know, I wasn't really allowed to be me or I wasn't really allowed to be who I was, or I wasn't really able to grow in this environment, you know, because of the barriers placed on me being an individual um i guess you know some limited experience at least in the last you know couple of days but yeah um so i mean it definitely i felt it most at the the second clinic i worked at that was like our exotic and like small like dogs and cats but it was a lot exotic and i mean it was very it was very clear like you had your front staff who were like bottom of the totem pole like they just got walked over all the time and i that was the one clinic i didn't do like any reception any like caregiver support role at Uh and was very very happy to like not have to engage and then um you had your like assistant-y role but then there was like a clear hierarchy within that and then you so had your interdepartmental hierarchy. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And then you had your technicians, and then you had someone who was not labeled as the head technician, but very clearly like was. what they say went. And then you had your like newer doctors, and then you had the mm-hmm. owner. And I mean, like mm-hmm. what she said went. Like mm-hmm. it did not matter. Mm-hmm. And it was very much like you. I I see that there is a problem. I I acknowledge mm-hmm. that like that went terribly. And I'm going to blame you. You did it wrong. And I'm like, oh, well, can we fix it? And she's like, no, you did it wrong. And you're not going to do it again. Uh, Sure. Like not be allowed to attempt that task again. Yes. Oh, okay. Or not allowed to make the mistake again. No, like you, you will never perform that task again. Mm. And we will not, we will not acknowledge until some point when I need to bring up that you have failed to disparage you Mm -hmm. that, that you like no, you just will. I will never ask you to do it. Don't volunteer for that task. Yeah, and that and to me just sounds exhausting. Like not, I'm not, not from. I was from, I was only there. I worked yeah. there over the summer, and then I worked three weekends, and yeah. then I said I'm done. Done. I, like yeah. this isn't worth it. I was coming home from work in tears yeah. and exhausted, yeah. and I was just like, why? 
Yeah. Like, don't ruin what I love about this profession. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I, I was, I'm like always asking like, why? Like, can I yeah. learn? And that was just not encouraged there. Yeah. And I mean, here, and we did, it was all appointments, like mm-hmm. 100% appointment based. And you were assigned a doctor and the doctor had assigned appointments. And that's how the schedule was. And if a doctor was falling behind, that sucks to be them. Me and my tech are leaving early. Mm. We got through all our appointments. Sure. I'm sorry that you didn't get through yours. Mm-hmm. And I, w- I was just like, we are a team here. Why right. are we yeah. fighting each other for, I mean, like, it was like we were fighting for commissions, except for as an assistant, I don't get, I don't, I'm, I don't right. have a, right. a, a, like, a part of that battle. Mm-hmm. But I'm yeah. being, like, tailed along behind, like, yeah. my little, like, army. And I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. I don't need this. Yeah. And then being here, it's so different. Like you're not like in your triage base. What I like what I've noticed is there's no like possessiveness. Like that's my case and like my assistant is doing that case yeah. and don't take it away from them or anything yeah. like that. Like here it is very much like oh, like you like I'll go do that. Like you have every single task is something that can be delegated mm-hmm. and that like that's amazing. Just yeah. to be like, okay, like we're gonna break it up, and like, okay, you're not strong in that. We don't have time to teach you that right now, but we will. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to be stronger in it. Yeah. And then, something you're strong at, okay, like who can you teach? Yeah. And who can you help? And like, let's bring everybody up. Let's make the whole team better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And. Yeah, and that's and I think even with that, that it, it, a lot of it, you know, of course, culture management for one. But it also sort of came out of necessity as well. Mm-hmm. So if we have, you know, 45 different things that we need to do with one particular case, it's I would even even before PAW was PAW, it would I hated, I always hated that one doctor, one case, one mm-hmm. tech, one case. This is mine from beginning mm-hmm. to end. Which we had yeah. kind of accidentally for a while. Yeah. Like it, we just like like fell into it and there was <laughs> yep. a pretty active process to get out of it. That, well, that's, that's yeah, that's what I, I'm trying yeah. to drive at. Is yep. It's like that again. And I think <laughs> a part of it actually comes down to the respect and the trust thing, which again, we've worked substantially on, but may not have really recognized the amount of work that we put into it we have more like in-hand resources for collaboration, in-hand resources for accountability, but yeah. we don't have like in-hand resources for trust and respect, mm-hmm. but it's more of like the policy and the process and the way that we do it dictates trust and it mandates respect. Yeah, if you, if you, I feel like if you don't have like that, I mean, you guys have talked about it. If someone doesn't fit those values, yeah. They very quickly, they <laughs> usually choose to leave yeah. because it's not yes. something that yeah. that benefits them. They can't like yeah. break into that system. You're right. Yeah. And it benefits you, who? Them. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yes. when yes. you self-driven have, principle, yeah, or purpose. Yeah. When you have this like process set in place, and when yeah. everybody on the team is on the same page, it it makes sense that the trust and the accountability. It's always something you have to work on, and something that you have to like. Mm-hmm be at least a little bit cognizant of yeah. but you once you put in that initial work i mean yeah. you yeah. keep the good and the yeah. bad kind of yeah, yeah. you know Just show themselves out yeah. yeah yeah for me i think something that i've really really appreciated over the last three weeks of seeing is how much you utilize that hierarchy or hierarchical yeah. order because like 
I think it's a main reason why you get to see so many patients as you do. And you can kick out 65 patients in a day oh, is for this reason, <laughs> because you have your, I mean, you have technicians who are able to do things. They can go prep for surgery by themselves, get it into the surgery room yeah. by themselves. There's no like a whole five person team go doing this. Like they're very efficient what yeah. they do and they're confident what they do. And even just like all the, the euthanasias that come through, like just the, that's a technician, like they handle that from start to finish. Mm -hmm. That is huge. Mm -hmm. Cause there are so many times that we get caught up. Uh, doctors get caught up in different appointments, talking with caregivers, for what yeah. when you need to mm -hmm. yeah, talking yeah. with them but what i've just really appreciated is this like the confidence and trust as we keep talking about that we have in every single order whether that's the mss's or the cvts like everyone is confident in their abilities and to help each other doing that and that is just absolutely huge because we're not tied up in all these tasks where it's like oh i can't do this oh i need yeah. another hand i need this other hand and then you have five individuals with one patient and we're like where are we at here guys yeah. Like, yeah. the doctor is still waiting to see yeah. five more patients yeah. so i think that's just been huge for me seeing that over the yeah. last three weeks is how quickly we're able to see patients because you can bounce from to, like oh, get into the patient. Let me like do an exam real quick on this patient. Yep. Send it back. Get another exam. Send mm -hmm. it back. Like yeah. that is huge because they are able to go. They do all the injections. They do the subq fluids. They do all the treatments that need to be done. You can just do your doctor things yeah. as it should be because yes. that's what we go to school for <laughs> yes. is to do doctor things. Yes. And when yeah. you can leave all the other things to the staff yeah. who are, want to do that, love yeah. to do that, yes. went to school for that, yes. Yes. <laughs> we can go ahead and do what our job and do be, be the best efficient team at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, and that's, yeah, you're exactly right, kind of breaking down each mm -hmm. of those tasks. Because when we do our performance reviews, we often talk about time allocation and usage. Mm -hmm. So time allocation and usage lends the opportunity for people to be slow, but really good, or fast and a little clunky, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, you have to kind of look at, as a team, what do you actually value? Do you value kind of the slow, steady, makes no mistakes? Or do you value just boom, 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 rush, 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 rush? Um, and I guess, you know, my, my perspective is that we try to have that balance between mm -hmm. it. Um, but even on, so uh, to kind of lead into that, so we had, yeah, whatever it was, 63 or 65 yes. patients lot. that it was day. It was a lot, yeah. You know, so I think in, in the time that you guys have had, um, in, you know, it's just a short period of time. Um, and I, I, of course, I know the answer to this. But have you at any point in time felt so overwhelmed that you thought it was un like the tasks and were unattainable? Because I think I think what a lot of people feel. So I, sorry, I over talked to you, but yes, no, 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 <laughs> yeah. no. The answer is no. And actually, because I actually came, my expectation, one of the things that I actually was not true. I yeah. came to Ball Health because we talk about how like, oh, it's just crazy here. Yeah. Carlos always like, it's crazy. it's crazy. See so many things. Yeah. It's always gonna be like this, and I'm like, okay, like let's do it. I'm ready. Like let's yeah. go ahead strong. So like from day one, I was like, all right, where's the rush? Like here we go. Yeah. Where are we at? Yeah. And it was like day four. Day five, and I was like, yeah. "What? Like, is yeah. this, like, what's happening? It doesn't feel busy, even though we're seeing so many patients." And yeah. I was actually like helping Kim with a dental. Oh sure. And I was like, "Do you ever like feel overwhelmed? Like, I keep waiting for that crazy rush Carlo talks yeah. about, and it hasn't been here yet." Yeah. And she was like, "Actually, I've been here for a month and a half, and I've never felt overwhelmed yeah. because yeah. I only get assigned." one task at a time and I can do that task well. I'm doing this Delta right now, but I don't have to worry about the three things that just came in the door because my yep. my focus is right here. Yep. And I really like was like, wow, that's nice. Yeah. I, I was telling Rebecca too, I was <laughs> yeah. like, yes, we're like pause an emergency practice, uh, urgent care, yeah. but it doesn't feel mm -hmm. like an emergency no, practice all the time. it doesn't have the same feel at all. Yeah, yeah. like it, it's just different. It's yeah. structured and well organized yes, is, yes. is the reason why, yeah. but it's, it's yeah. so different. Um, yeah. But no, I, I have never felt overwhelmed or that like it's just unaccomplishable. Yeah, and that's actually, that um, uh, gives credit to Dr. Katie because that's one of her big things and the idea of multitasking. Like everyone thinks in 
order to multitask, you have to do these 17 things simultaneously. And it's like, well, no one can do those 17 things (laughs) simultaneously. The idea is break it down into its consumable parts and then do it in appropriate order. Mm -hmm. And then you're, you know, so that's where, like you said to, so again, kind of, you know, uh, uh, credit where it's due on that. Um, But, you know, that's where, again, where we kind of started to talk about the triage and delegating out each Mm -hmm. part and saying, you know, we have some people that are really good at making estimates, but really clunk through the phone calls on getting the estimates approved. And even as a whole, as a team, we have like your MSS, you know, they present estimates eight different ways, you know, so it's a matter of being like, all right, if we have these individual delegatable tasks, it's like, yeah, maybe these people, we need to work on their talk path, but they're really good at computer systems, load them up with the computer system stuff, you know, and um, so like you said, that's just mm-hmm. utilizing those strengths. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. really trying to utilize those strengths. Um, and a lot of it actually comes out of the advanced assessment, the tricor yeah. is like really understanding, like where individuals may end up having some of those like just actual just mechanical reservations like I have mm-hmm. you know I'm, I'm anxious talking to people or you know whatever that is mm-hmm. um, that that has been uh, at least beneficial in a couple it's, different ways screening for sure it's created our language because sure. we don't necessarily look at data points how they exist like day-to-day you know point to point but what it's done is it gave us um, a language to work with. Uh, I actually just did a debrief this morning. Was like talking about how like um, what that data does is it is it take because communication can be very volatile and very emotional, mm-hmm. right? And what it does is it gives you words to understand it and it takes it out of the center of your brain and puts yeah. it in the front. Um, and we don't necessarily think about you know like emily we i've used used her as an example before like she's very much that like slow and steady wins the race and she never makes a mistake she's not the fastest person in the world but she doesn't have to repeat anything no and we don't necessarily think about it in the fact that she's a high sc behavioral pattern and her motivators are what they are and she's very practical in a way that she thinks and all that sort of stuff but we have the context right. and we can appreciate the fact that yes, Emily is very unique and like that's Emily and we know what Emily does yeah. and when we need Emily to do what Emily can do, she's going to do it better than anybody else. Yes. And when we yeah. need a politician, <laughs> yes. we're going to get Carlo or we're going to get Ben <laughs> or if we need somebody to be super direct, we're going to get Katie or yeah. we're going to get uh, Molly yeah. mm-hmm. and, we, and we can pull our different tools from different people and actually something that's interesting because I actually just went through through um, some different stuff on that is when you can behave in a way that is within your natural pattern, it actually energizes you. And when yeah. you're energized, you energize the people that are around you. And it just kind of, it's a, it's, it becomes a self-fulfilling process without yeah. really needing accessibility to the data. Yeah. Yeah. So. And that's, that's actually where I think a part of me falls on the scalability of it. Right. Yep. So when I, um, uh, speaking about the things of the second practice you were at and kind oh. of that culture there, um, yes, absolutely. As an employee going through that, it's exhausting. Um, for me, I was actually taking the perspective of that lead veterinarian and business owner. I'm like, can you actually imagine the amount of energy and effort that goes into maintaining that type of an environment? <laughs> It's honest to God, like yeah, to, no. to have to have that much absolute control over every single thing that happens in the practice is it's like, 
but how much energy is that taking out? And my, I guess my bigger concern, like to me, that seems exhausting. I guess my bigger concern would be is if that was actually what that person fed on. That's actually disgusting. I would, I would bet that that is not what that person fed on. Yeah. Because typically that's going to be a stress response to low quality for somebody Mm -hmm. that's like super detail oriented. Yeah. And they just like, they start to grab onto the reins and then somebody else screws something up. So they, they take that on and then they take something else and then they like, they, and they They keep holding on to it's like, no, this is mine because I can't trust anybody else to do this. And it's my reputation and it's my pocketbook. And, you know, talking with what we talked about last Friday about how, like if we walk into this industry with the mindset that everyone that's around us is competition and not other care providers to collaborate with. Well, if they're competition, I could lose this person because this other Joe, Schmo made a mistake that's in my clinic and I don't really trust them why am I paying them they can't do anything right it takes five monkeys to put in a light bulb or or to prep a surgery you know but it but it's just it's it's a stress response to a lack of trust and that's funny because the entire time you're saying I'm like ready to get out of my chair because the last practice (laughs) I was at it's absolutely like to a T everything that you have said I've, I've watched the technicians who do have that mindset where I, I just can't trust anybody and they have even used the verbiage to say well that's my patient like don't touch my patient yeah. like that are in there and that was always heartbreaking to me because I'm like mm-hmm. well I, I just don't understand why you don't want your team to grow like if, yeah. if the, the they want to grow they want to see themselves succeed they want to help the team as a whole why don't you want to do that but it's, yeah. they just can't trust and once they have that and it fuels them, they're like, I, I just can't get out of this box. And I watched that so many times at my last practice amongst like many, a few multiple veterinar- or veterinarians and um, technicians just grab onto that. Exactly what you described. And it's just watching them go through that stress alone stressed me outside. And then you have those breakouts oh, yeah. where they're like, yeah. I have to take a smoke. I have to take yeah. a smoke. Like, yep. And then they're taking like five <laughs> smoke breaks in an hour and you're like, are you okay? Right. <laughs> like, like if you just let me like go draw that blood or I yeah. can even like go do something for you, I think you'd be you'd feel a lot better but they just can't let that go yeah yeah Yeah. so i guess to even come the other way with that um now i'm not saying work i'm not saying hard work or effort but i mean to think about that type of individual that type of practice like how casual because you haven't uh, attended kind of the, the zoom meetings yet but like from a leadership standpoint and from an administration standpoint, and that's why, like I said, thinking about just having that much control of everything is exhausting. Um, how, how do you think we function at that leadership level as far as like, does it seem very casual? Does it seem very structured? Does it seem very controlling? Um, you know, to say like, well, here's sort of this, you know, does it seem like, you know, I guess, how can I put this? My perception from the outside looking in is it would be flying by the seat of our pants. Uh, <laughs> however, uh, but it is it is very well thought out. It is very articulate. But I guess what I'm trying to get at is how much effort does it look like goes into the process that would appear to go against our grain? Like, does it seem like we are putting in so much effort to get this stuff done and that we're so exhausted and trying to come up with solutions that it seems unattainable and we have to have control over all these things? Because if we don't have control over all these things, it's going to unravel. Does, is that how it seems or would you say as an alternative, there's a different perspective on how we seem to move through leadership and management? I think there's totally a balance there. I don't think that it's like you guys are so exhausted. Like, obviously, yeah. you talked about this morning, you're like, yeah. yeah, you saw that list of yeah. things I have to do in like the next five days. <laughs> yeah, I was doing maybe a little stressed right now but yeah. i have come to appreciate the art and detail of microsoft teams <laughs> yes through these leadership oh, meetings yes. like there i can yes. tell there is a lot of thought and yeah. delegation that goes into creating like here are my tasks yep. and even just writing out like 
you send this to this person. This one's going to send out to this person. That is really helpful. A little <laughs> right. tedious sometimes. I'm like, yeah. wow, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. um, but that is so helpful. And I, I do see all the background. I don't think it's overly where you're not like, just so, like I have to have all this control because you, you delegate that control to other places. So you're not taking that all on as one or two individuals or three yeah. individuals that are at the leadership meeting. Yeah. But delegating that amongst all the team is super helpful. And then even showed me that map yesterday. That crazy spider map of all the leaders that you guys have at every separate section. Yeah. Yes, yes, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it looked like a crazy map to me. It's a, everything <laughs> is a crazy yeah, map. This yes. is fair. This is Carlos. Yeah. It's, it's a string, <laughs> string board. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, even yeah. just seeing that there is tons of work and detail that goes into creating the environment that you guys have. And it's absolutely working. And yeah, I, yeah, I think yeah. it's a great, it's structured, it works out well. But it's also not to the point where it's like, well, if this task doesn't get done, my entire like plan is skewed. I'm never going to get this over with. And yeah. we need to ridicule this person because they didn't complete their task. It's yeah. just, okay, well, why didn't you complete your task? Like, yeah. okay, like, let's yeah. just move the date back if we can. Like, that's yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, but just seeing like Microsoft Teams, like that's yeah. new to me one. But I was like, wow, this is like yeah. all the folders that you guys have, every yeah. task. And everyone has like their logins on that go on there. It's been, I think there's a really great balance overall. Yeah, I would say honestly, because when Ben and I and uh, Katie and Annie, we started working on the strategic planning side, it was super manual. Oh, it was I all mean, paper. It was all paper. Mm. You 100% know, paper. And it was, it, it, and, but I think what's fair is uh, you'll, you'll have to um, tell me what book it's from, but it's the idea that technology should only ever enhance. Yeah. It's not to replace what you're doing, yep. it's to enhance what you're doing. So that's why it's like you're not buying the latest app. You're not you're not paying for this brand new shiny thing that you could sold out at a convention. You do this and it's going to fix everything. It's like you really have to fundamentally develop that process, um, and that's where with Ben he's been going so you know just hard into marketing. It was I think just a couple of months like maybe a month and a half ago. You were like, do you need do I need to attend those meetings? And I'm like, we got the tools, man. Like <laughs> yeah. you know like the tools yeah. are there. Like we can continue to talk about the tools and like probably literally waste your time you know i mean it, you know just because we have them right. you know and um and i think the other thing um and actually after this i'm gonna be recording something for uh that's or is that tomorrow yeah tomorrow thank you tomorrow i'm recording things on actual how we do strategic planning a little bit on how we um headed this stuff for the uh, vbma but mm-hmm. um the idea is that even sort of within that, you know, everyone's going to kind of use teams a little bit different. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Ben kind of runs his a little bit different than Rachel runs hers than, you know, sort of me and mine, um, you know, but, <laughs> uh, you know, but, but again, so, you know, I, I think that's, um, it has been a really, really nice piece of software, yeah. you know, no, I mean, truthfully. It, yeah. So the, the book, I, it, if you guys are readers, it's the red one right there. It's good to great. Oh, that's right. Jim yeah. Collins. It's rule six out of six and it's technology is an accelerator so um and yeah you're absolutely right and actually i've lived it where you know you try to find a software to solve this problem that you have and if you ever get into that 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 process what you'll find is no software ever actually solves the whole problem yeah and um but that then pushed me into solving the problem and then needing to create software at times which is a huge pain in the ass um (laughs) i.e our website that's going to be live soon sure um but also um it's something that like you'll get sold if you don't know it um, on yeah. on these like ready-made solutions yeah. and like these like packages from yeah. consulting companies that will solve all of your problems yeah. and it's like yeah. no it won't because you've never been here before and you don't know my problem now, now 
we might be able to do that. Yeah. But the thing is, if you, if we, like, because uh, I, I don't remember who I was talking to, but I was talking about, like, um, we could sell a PAW Health Consulting Company. I don't think it would actually be that hard no. to put together a yeah. package of things and processes, yeah. and we already have the book, right? right? And, and, and just to really get this out and make it a saleable item. But here's uh, the thing. Yeah. You take this yeah. and you plant it in Grand Rapids and you plant it in Detroit and you plant it in Boston or right. wherever, right? It's going to be yeah. this much difference and it's going to be like, why did I spend that money? Because this bit, little bit of difference that's really, really early on has completely morphed all of the mm-hmm. rest of these tools. Yeah. And it's really about the critical thinking and yeah. taking, because all we're really talking about is concepts. And we just applied them yeah. really, really, really to yeah. a T here. Yeah. And we found what works in our practice. Yeah. But so, so you have to take the concepts and then run. Because yes, yeah. we've shown you the ropes. Yes, there are a lot of things that pe- people can directly apply. There's tools that p- can be directly used, but it's gonna be this much different. And yeah. selling it just seems disingenuous. And it, I, I guess it no, made I, more I, sense I, to just I, give it away. Uh, truthfully, <laughs> I think that's a hundred percent right. Because and that was, I mean, that was one of the platforms that we weren't hitting people on was a reference text or mm-hmm. some type of a resource, something that can be bought. Because that's what you see, right? It's right. like, oh, well, you have the manuals, you have the books, you have the walkthroughs. Mm-hmm. And I think where I was really starting to hit a struggle um, was, but there's so much more than what you can put as writing on paper. Yep. That's that's the problem is that there really isn't a linear way that you can lay out this material in a chapter base. Right. You know, it's so intimately complex. And then it's the same thing. Like I, I want to have this information just out there. It's going to move faster if it's free. Mm-hmm. It's just how it works, mm-hmm. you know. So, and and that's the whole point. Like, I wouldn't be, you know, we wouldn't be doing our education portal online. We wouldn't be doing a lot of these other things because we need the money to do it. And that was actually I had spoke with. Um, There's someone we had done a webinar with, and she had a couple of different books that she had written. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of caught her afterwards, and I was just like, so you know, whatever. And she's like, yeah, we got to make sure you get paid because the publishers and this and this and I'm like this world sounds terrible I'm like <laughs> yeah I'm like I don't want to what if it's just free yeah, right yeah, yeah. you know but the but the other thing is that 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 I felt like in providing it free is that um no one can really bitch about it either right right, yeah, right. if it's like all right well you didn't pay anything for it you know mm-hmm. you know you get what you pay for but really it's like no having really really high quality resources mm-hmm. really having high quality training tool but but having that latitude and that freedom to completely change it as we need to change it because it needs to change mm-hmm. and not it's like well i sold you you know the this copyrighted text this year but we just right. changed chapters four and five so you got to buy the new book next year mm-hmm. you know i mean just keep updating these little things like anyone who's ever bought any book in college ever yeah you mean every um, science yeah. text on the face of the planet. Yeah. I mean, that I don't have my organic chemistry book in my room, like yeah. because I can't sell it because yeah. no one uses it anymore. Oh, yes. Nobody will no. buy it. It's sure. Yeah. No, it's a, it, is a, it is a tone to money poorly spent. Yeah, dude, I have a uh, tote that's like yes. this big, uh, like th- four feet long, yeah. like three feet deep. That's literally full of college textbooks. Yeah, I have organic yeah. chemistry. Yeah. I have biochem. It's... Never looked at them. Yeah. I just no. can't sell them because right. no one can use them yeah. anymore. It's like two. It's like two editions old, and it's right. now worthless. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I feed off that. Really, I just love throwing my money at things. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
Uh, but, so. but I was going to add too, um, is that like what you're talking about too? I've seen so many things that are like prescri- or um, subscriptions for veterinary oh, students right. or mm. programs you can just pay $300 for. And I'm like, just do you know what $300 just... to a veterinary student is? Yeah. Like, that's a brand new car in my right. eyes. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> so like just hearing that, like, her, like, yes, I'd love to have those resources. I'd love yeah. to have all these things, but I just can't, I can't fathom just shucking it out there. And yeah. then, then you, what you have is just like, you give people only certain groups of people can yeah. have this and yeah, you have yeah. the pipeline yeah, yeah. the yep. pipeline and the like yep. the privileged people i don't want to call them privileged people the people who can or yeah. can put that forth as their, their number one important thing that's awesome that they can but not everyone can but when yeah. you make something free and available to those like that is when you're going to get the most audience and help the most people it, that's 100% and make the biggest it, difference yeah. <laughs> yes 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 and that's and i think it plays off of my just i guess personal philosophy that um really knowledge is not power knowledge is a responsibility so it's not something that we should hold and covet as this thing that i have and you aren't allowed to have it's no i have this thing and you need to have it like you need to have what i figured out you need to have you know whatever it is efficiency process you know culture core value management all these things because that's the only way that i can actually get you through the industry faster and it's time allocation and usage it's not fast for the sake of being fast and clunky it's fast from the sake of like please god don't try to figure out all the stuff that i've already figured out yeah yeah, just, we were talking about right. this at dinner. Right. Like, yes. why on earth are we going <laughs> to yes. learn how to make the wheel yes. 10 different times? Like, somebody yes. already figured mm-hmm. it out. Yes. Like, Paw right. has it all right yes. here. At <laughs> least, like, the basics, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, yeah. you have, like, those some of those easy resources that took you guys forever. Yeah. To, <laughs> yes. I'm sure, Lots like, of hundreds like, of hours. like, five hours for this one little bitty box, right? Like, why? Yes. I why? hope Katie's watching this. Yes. And she's just going to be triggered about yeah. some of the ERT stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, yeah. like, Which why? Is a full overall. Why make every single person yeah. relearn that? That yeah. doesn't make any sense yeah. for any progression of the industry. If you're yeah. making every single vet clinic, every single veterinarian start from where you started, because, yeah. you know, I suffered, so you have to yeah. suffer too. Yeah. That, yeah. Oh, that just hurts. No, there was a substantial plateauing in, in uh, progress. Is That's mm-hmm. really what it is. Mm-hmm. As soon as we started to grab onto this and hold on to this, it was just like we are done growing as an industry. And now it's not even a matter of plateauing growth. We're like going We down. are just complete mm-hmm. failure. Yeah. yeah so yeah. you're exactly right. It's just, and that's where for me... You know, again, I, I would like to think I'm not that much older than you guys, which I really don't think that I am. Uh, however, uh, you know, really... Just like a little. Just a little bit. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> not, not 10, 15 years. Anyway, but like the, um, you know, for me to kind of live that life through kind of the late 80s or into the early 90s and see what a lot of these uh, clinics were, but seeing this massive upswing, because for me, I'm, I'm always uh, analyzing hindsight, you know, trying to make, you know, sort of decisions in the future. But like... For me, it was always like, man, we were. It was just this huge growth as an industry. It just flew up in the nineties. Yeah, and then we you know? hit a, like a brick ceiling. <laughs> yeah. like there was yes. no glass ceiling. There was no glass ceiling. Shattered. No, no. Just hit it and just <laughs> fell. Yeah. Like. Right. Yeah. And so that's that's where for me um, and that's actually then going truthfully what had happened was you see this huge growth. I went into vet school. I, I came out and I was like, what is happening? You know, and then it was like yeah. five, eight, ten years went by and I'm like, oh, my God, this is happening. You know, and it's, you know, so but then I think now, you know, for you guys, for you as generations of young professionals, um, it's it's almost it's 
what I would like to assume is that you are unwilling to deal with the bullshit that it is. Yeah, well, yeah, we like, talked that about is, this. Yeah, it's the it, yeah. Like I, part of the reason I have some issues at clinics yeah. in the past is because they ha- I, things have been said, and I've been like, why? Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't right. make any sense. Like, yeah. can we work to fix it? And they're like, no. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's just the way it is. <laughs> it's just the <laughs> way the it is. For the time and true. Yeah. It is what yeah. we have always done. I yeah. hate that phrase oh, with can't. such a burning yeah. passion yeah. Yeah. because, like, yeah. I, I yes. want to change. Yeah. I want to progress. And they're like, oh, you can have a job when you graduate. And I'm like, I don't want one from yeah. you. Yeah, right, yeah. Because like, right. you yeah. just told me that I can't grow. Yeah. I can't do anything here. That is gonna like progress or make anything better here because it, w- this is the way it yeah. is. Mm. Yeah, I get asked a lot. I'm um, sorry. sorry. No, 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 <laughs> um, please do, please no do. Uh, because I'm interested in practice ownership. I've made that very clear very yeah. early on that I want to, but people ask me, well, why? Why? Well, a huge reason sense from that because the way things that we're doing right now don't work, they can't work. And I, I refuse to be a part of that. Yeah. Like even yeah. just speaking on culture, because that's one of my big things is that I'm passionate about is that the cultures that I've seen and unfortunately been a part of, it's, this is not the way. And I've heard yeah. even the term, well, emergency is always toxic. And like, that is not true and doesn't have to be true. <laughs> and what forces, not forces me, yeah. but almost makes me like, there's no other way because like, that is not going to be my future. And I don't yeah. want it to be the future of veterinary, the veterinary industry as a whole. No. So there is no yeah. other choice other than to make a stance and start changing things yourself. Right. Couldn't agree more. Mm. Yes. <laughs> that was amazing. That was perfect. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I don't want to run I've past it. I've ranted on this. I've, <laughs> I've ranted a lot, too. <laughs> uh, emergency is always toxic. Mm-hmm. That's a phrase. Yes. Now, have you heard I this before? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's uh, how the people are. But, okay. So, walk me through. Now, have you asked the reasoning why? Yes. It, it, so, to like, like. Because what we here here's what my challenge is for you guys, right? All right, if you have somebody that's uh, been in an emergency setting for five days or five years or five centuries, what or decades? There we go. There we go. Not centuries. Um, Close. <laughs> Words. Yeah. Um, all right. So why do they have that perception? Because if we can empathize with that position, then we can start to solve the problem in the light that will make sense to them, right? We can't just say your opinion is invalid, like you're perceiving the fact the, the idea that everybody and everything that is within emergency medicine for veterinary care is toxic and i want to solve that problem with you not for you that's rescuing that's different mm-hmm. um but how do we how do we understand that position better because we we all in this room agree that's a farce mm-hmm. like we don't believe that to be a reality but if we don't empathize with that position and start to understand how they perceive reality we're never going to share it and we can never solve the problem so walk me through yeah. why they think that is yeah and i've actually done that a little bit yeah. because when i laid out my 1 3 5 year goals and what i want in my future practice like where do i see myself in 10 years and what are the what do my dream practice look yeah. like i i actually thought about that cuz like, well, how am I going to make this happen? If I don't want that to be my future, then how am I actually going to make that happen? Mm-hmm. And I've asked those questions. And unfortunately, a lot of it comes to, I mean, emergency in itself, they talk about no work-life balance, the overworked hours, not enough staff because there's burnout. So people leave when they mm-hmm. say, this isn't for me or my family's more important. They mm-hmm. leave. And that also has to do with, um, I think, a lot of it is the burnout of, unfortunately, euthanasias as well. Mm-hmm. Like seeing the things that if you work in areas, and I have worked in areas that don't have... Um, the monetary income to supply yeah. what they want to do with their pets so that mm-hmm. gets placed onto the veterinary staff and the team and they have to take that in 
So a lot of it from what I've um, experienced and from heard from the people who have said that actual phrase, like, well, that's just how emergency is, or, oh, like the, those technicians in emergency are just mean because they have to be. Mm. And I'm like, well, why? Mm. <laughs> but a lot of it comes down to when you ask them is that I'm just, I'm overworked. Mm. I can't trust the team. I, um, I can't be there for my family when I need to be for my family. Mm -hmm. And I just don't have the support that I need to have here. And then it's, you have one person, but one person is enough. But when you add in five people who are all come to work with their, with their own issues and then mm -hmm. all putting that together, that's just a snowball for an awful environment. Mm -hmm. And that's, it's, it's not just that one practice. Right. That's, and when you, that's where you get that phrase, well, emergency is just like that. Because that's not just one person's experience. Yeah. That's many pre people's experience when you come into vet school. Like, well, well, every emergency practice I've worked at is like that. Mm -hmm. Well, why? Mm -hmm. And it's 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 all over the place and that's why like what drives me for practice ownership because i i don't want that to be the future and mm -hmm. we have to get like you said we have to get down to the base nigger gritty how can we change that because mm -hmm. we can't just say yep that's not going to happen we're going to we're not going right. to change that but how can we make that better for the team mm -hmm. so that doesn't have to happen yeah. and you can go to your emergency clinic and love to do things <laughs> you want to do and go home and still enjoy your life and not regret or think about work the entire shift after right what about you rebecca and a lot of it is is pretty similar to that the like I think the only other thing is that I've they've justified it with like oh it's a dog eat dog world or like I if I don't watch my back like they will stab me like I will be stabbed in the back with if I make a mistake mm -hmm. if anything like that like I have to be this harsh on other members of my team mm -hmm. otherwise they're going to come like almost they're going to come for me kind of thing like mm -hmm. I I need to be tough and I if I'm not tough, if I have like the empathy and I am willing to kind of collaborate with members of my team and go against the grain, then I won't have a job. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to reinforce this culture that we have because it means that I can stay here and I can pay my bills mm -hmm. because I don't have enough time outside of work to have that family life balance or I, I guess I don't really believe in like a, a balance per se there's like a you have you have buckets and mm -hmm. like you decide what like based on who you are what what size those buckets need to be and you need to fulfill those mm -hmm. but at, at some point you're going to have to have more time in work but to always be they're, they're always putting all of their time in work. They, mm -hmm. they can't look for another job where they would be more fulfilled mm -hmm. because they're always at work. They're always thinking about work. They're always being reprimanded about work. And that's, that's just a terrible way to live. So talking to them, I've tried to find some implementable things that can at least be fixed. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, like you're feeling overworked. How do we fix that? Well, largely we need more staff. Okay, why don't we have enough staff? It's, be, it's because, like you said, they're leaving. Mm -hmm. Are the average is, is it seven years now yeah. in mm -hmm. the profession? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, for, yeah, yeah. Is, yeah, techs, yeah. So, I mean, okay, why are they leaving? <laughs> Let's fix the reasons why they're leaving and ba basically paw. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that was, so the reason that I ask is, you know, again, kind of circling back to the title of the podcast today of the paw, the paw Health Way, because what I want you to do is imagine a world where, because we, we started about how you guys have experience in GP and how we've, you know, we've kind of seen the pitfalls in that. And now, you know, it's a lot of it, maybe third party, but also having experience in other ERs. Um, now imagine both of those worlds, but also having seven layers of corporate bullshit between you and actually implementing a solution. 
you see, I refuse to be a part of, <laughs> of that. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and that's, um, that's why I'm glad that we are not just blowing smoke. Um, and not that I ever really thought that we were yeah. just full of ourselves and thought that this was the only way. We could have faked it for the first year. Uh, maybe. You know. <laughs> no, you could have. You could have, yeah. 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 Um, but. but really what I'm getting at is if people don't grab the reins now, that's all the reality is going to be in right. 10 years. Yeah. Is yeah, it's all going to be corporate owned and, and then it's all going to be toxic. Because no one's going to change it. Yeah, mm -hmm. all I can think about is human medicine. Whenever they, That's, was it yep. the 80s when they had like the big yeah. switch? And That's when they started. And I. Yeah. yeah. And who likes going to the doctor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, yeah. no, not even a yeah. single bit. And yeah. having like, I guess, working towards a place yeah. where started, especially once I got into vet school, I was like, no, like, yeah. mm -hmm. I want to love it. Like, yeah. The, yeah. like, I feel that I could love it more than I do, mm -hmm. but, like, I know myself, and if I get out into the profession and that's all there is in 10 years, mm -hmm. where all it is is corporate medicine and disparagement and just terrible, like, terrible mentality and culture surrounding everything, I will leave. Mm -hmm. yeah. I will, yeah. without a doubt, yeah. find something else, yeah. find something that makes me happy and fulfilled yeah. and... I'm not the kind of person to give up. I am very stubborn, very, very stubborn. So I was like, no, yeah. absolutely not. So how do I make that not be a thing? And it was okay. Like yeah. we're going to, we're going to start now, like before yeah. I get out and we're going to figure out how to make it. So that isn't a reality. Yeah. And I think it's, I, I think one little tip of the hat is to, you know, that world of corporate medicine and kind of the void that it's filling currently. Mm -hmm. Because when the only option that we have, you know, is dying in tradition or dying in corporate medicine, like, you know, I think the one thing that when you kind of hear different veterinarians who work corporate, you know, I think, you know, what's kind of like the common thing they say they usually like, well, I have my hours, mm -hmm. you know, when I go in, I clock out when I'm done, I'm done. You know, like a lot of the times and it's like in, in so you kind of talk about filling the buckets or whatever, but like I do understand those veterinarians and it's not to speak ill of those veterinarians who do work corporate. Um, but it's, I think what we're talking about is a greater shift of the industry as a whole to say that, you know, you can definitely get something out of corporate medicine. And I think that's where if you're racing for a paycheck that might be there, mm -hmm. you know, if you're racing for hours that might be there. Um, but I, but for me, what I see is the really the long-term success of the paw way, um, is essentially having every positive thing that we want in the industry from the industry that we created within the industry. There isn't a reason why we can't have the hours that we want. There isn't a reason why we can't have the culture that we want, that we can't have financial stability, that our veterinary nurses or technicians can't have a livable wage, that they can't have the benefits equal to that you would see in a doctor package. And even not even just for your veterinary nurses or technicians, the entire team having livable wages and having benefits and a lot of these things where, you know, that was one of the big things. The, uh, the Affordable Care Act actually substantially improved our ability to get the mm -hmm. benefits as a mm -hmm. business, a small business for our staff. It's not perfect, but for what it is as small business owners, it's like, all right, I can kind of play this game a little bit with the big boys, yep. you know, and that's even last week we had kind of said, 
you know, that the people really are the assets of the practice. It's the only thing that can continually grow. Everything else depreciates, Mm -hmm. you know, so to really look at that long-term goal, you know, that we have within the industry, it's like, there just really isn't going to be a place for corporate medicine. The more people who stand up and the more people who say, you know what, it's what's going to come after me. I'm going to have to put in the extra work so the people who come after me don't have to work as hard. Mm -hmm. And I think that we as a culture have lost that. And I'm not even just saying just in America, but I think generally speaking, um, you know, I I like capitalism, I like all these different things, but the thing that gets lost is that it's not just us. It's not just me. I'm not just doing this work for me is I am, you know, basically um, ushering in or, you know, we as a team are basically just sort of handing off the reins to the new generation. But we have forgotten that it is our responsibility to make it better. And the more that, and if we have a short amount of time to do it, we have about <laughs> 10 to 15 years to do it, yeah. but it will be unstoppable once it starts going beyond just one location. Mm-hmm. And that's, again, it's just exponential growth. Two becomes mm-hmm. four, becomes 16. You know, I mean, it's like, so that's really when we look at the long-term goal is it's there. It's there. We mm-hmm. just need the entrepreneurs. We just need the people willing to take the reins. And that's the big thing between individual advancement and industrial advancement. We need people working just as hard on the local level as we do mm-hmm. on the state level and the national level. We need everyone to be pulling their part. And that's why when we talk about being the force of change, it's so important for us to be an individual focused on individual problems locally with local people and local teams because we know we are serving a greater purpose. We are serving the greater cause of being the force of change and getting rid of all of these things. The dying in tradition, the dying in corporate, the poor work-life balance, all the things we have on the industry overview are simply going away. We have forgotten at Paw Health a lot of those problems. We have Mm -hmm. simply forgotten that they exist. So to say that we've done it really in less than five years, because we've just kind of been maturing it Mm -hmm. here the last year and a (laughs) half or so, is it's totally attainable. You know, mm-hmm. and um, so, uh, but yeah, so I know as far as the paw way, you know, I, I think, I think that's the, <laughs> you know, uh, for us, but, you know, I think the uh, looking into the future, you know, is um, I think just kind of uh, probably on an ending note is, and I think we may touch this off a little bit earlier, but it's, um, does it seem attainable? Does it seem like it's doable? Like, it has to be. It, it, it ha- <laughs> we, don't, we don't have a choice for it not yes. to be. So that's a paw answer. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. 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 It is yeah. attainable though. And I do foresee it in the future. Yeah. Like I refuse to let it be anything else, but yes, <laughs> yes. I do agree that it is attainable. It's yeah. shown and we just have to expand it. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. All right. Well, good. I guess we we're do? not full of, I guess we're not full of crap. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right. Exactly. I know. It's, I know. It's, ben I is really looking forward. Yeah. I know. Carlo yeah. was like, just go in there and tell him how much you hate Paul Health. Yeah. Like actually my book of notes, it's actually just how much I hate every single part. <laughs> yeah. Of there is not yes. a single positive thing yeah. I've written. Yeah. Right. Ever. Uh, yeah, I thought this at all. I was I, I, I wasn't actually scared of that, but there was always that thought in the back of my head of like, like they could just completely ruin this whole thing. He immediately is like, oh cut. You want you guys want to talk about trust? So I got my little buttons here, right? Mm-hmm. I used to have an end broadcast button on here and I took it off today. <laughs> oh I am honored that you... We should have pranked Ben. That's what we should have done. 
<laughs> we should have gotten together. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's start the podcast. Panicking. Just, just, yeah. He's like, I gotta add the button Shut back. It down. Just pull the actual power cable. Just yank it. See, the but, problem is that's an uninterruptible power supply. I gotta true. unplug eight things for yeah. a thing to not work. But uh, yeah, no, we're doing great. Uh, we're at just about an hour. We've got a few people that are still kind of hanging on with us too. So um, with that, I guess do you guys have any additional thoughts, Bree? Um, this will probably be the last time you're here in person in the studio for a while. Um, Rebecca, I'm, we're probably going to keep hooking you in since you're here all summer. We're going to yeah. get Amy in here as mm-hmm. well yeah. uh, throughout the, the next few months um, also. But um, any final thoughts from either of you guys? Um, one, I'm so sad to be leaving. <laughs> I If I didn't have cats at home, yeah. I would. that's how much my cats mean to me. I'd yeah, be here. But, that's fine. Um, these last that's three fine. weeks have been absolutely phenomenal, and I don't know how I'm even going to say goodbye on Friday <laughs> to everybody. I know I'll be back. That's like the thing. I'm like, yeah. you're going to be back. Like, yeah, you'll be yeah. back. You're going to yeah. see everybody. You'll be fine. <laughs> um, but the amount of experience that I have gotten here within, and I can't thank, I mean, most yeah. of my days have been with Carlo. I yeah. can't thank um, Carlo enough for all yeah. that we've been able <laughs> to do in these, like, the short time frame of three weeks. But I generally do feel like I am leagues ahead of some of like where I ever thought I would be at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, cat space, psh, yeah, got them. Right, Don't even, <laughs> I got them. Don't worry <laughs> about it. Um, yeah. Like drug calculations that used to scare me a lot because our farm class wasn't great. I don't know what you're talking or about. Or what farm classrooms. It's fine. It's fine. Uh-huh. We're not talking about it. That's one yeah. story. But anyways, a lot of the areas that I had concerns about or these are my goals for um, my three weeks here have been absolutely exceeded and beyond. And I don't even, it's not even just that we've, we've met them. Like I feel confident in them. Mm-hmm. And that is phenomenal because like if I'm at that step now, like, I'm excited for the future. I can't wait to get out. I can't wait to come back yeah. in a year and be like, well, I already got the cast base. Like, give yeah. me the GDBs. Give yeah. me that. Yep. Like, I don't have yeah. a license yeah. yet. It's Which fine. Which is substantially uh, easier. Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Right, right? They like, are. I'm ready for that next they step. Are. And that is something, like, not that I didn't think that would be a thing, yeah. but just that it's it's phenomenal. And I, I want, I feel like everyone should, like, I can't even imagine not having an externship at Paw Health for all that it can do for you. Yeah. And I'm so, ex- I'm so happy that this isn't yeah. my actual externship. This is my free yeah. externship. Yeah. Yeah. So I can come yeah. back and just nail it out of the park and keep learning and keep like being yeah. a better veterinarian because I, I just can't wait to get out of the gate when I get that license, yeah. cast that navly, yeah. and just start mm-hmm. going yeah. because that's what I'm looking forward for to. So yeah. I've just been absolutely thankful for everything a part of Paw Health and everyone should get over to Paw Health. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, grateful that you were able to be here as well. Yes. I know that we are more than a stone's throw away from where you, where nah, you nah, are. It's only so. eight hours, it's guys. Yeah. I mean, that's not that far. No, it's but, drivable uh, in a not day. Not for Paw yeah. Health, it's not. Yeah, <laughs> I, would, I would drive. Make the drive. Uh, but yeah, uh, I guess, Rebecca, if you got any... I mean, you're just rolling yeah, in, basically. I've only, I've only... So I've been here... Oh, is it like a week this, and a half now? Two, with a, I don't know, a, but I've only worked on the floor two days. Yeah. So yep. I've explored like the area a ton and I'm really excited to just get in here and like mm-hmm. just fully yeah. immerse in everything. Yeah. And, and you'll have a really unique perspective too, kind of taking that MSS role mm-hmm. for the summer. Yep. That that actually, I think as a veterinary nurse or DVM student, like to really work as an MSS, you see a lot of different facets <laughs> of the clinic. Yeah. And yeah. that's, yeah. Annie was talking with me and she was like, well, do you want to train like up at your, like the CSS stuff? And I was like, absolutely. Yeah. I want to see every yeah. little thing you guys can show me. If you yeah. got like a back closet somewhere yeah. where, oh, you know, you got yeah. Like I want to see it. Like yeah. I want to know everything yeah. because that's like yeah. who like that's who I am. I need to know like yeah. all the different parts and how they fit together and like 
why it's working. Yeah. Like I know, I know what, like it's working, yeah. but like, yeah. how do we show everybody else and all these yeah. little pieces? And I'm really excited to like get into that yeah. and just like, like you said, just run with it yeah. and just yeah. go. I, I thought it was really funny that as soon as you came, I was like, look at my gifts that Carlo gave yeah. me today. I, I, was like, I was like, look at this awesome oh sheet my, of bags. And, and, she so goes, then, and then the next day she comes home and she goes, I got a binder for you. It's a present. And I was like, this yeah. is the best and then, birthday yeah. present I've ever gotten. And then Amy gets in the door and Amy's not even moved in yet. She's like five <laughs> minutes in of putting her stuff down in the house. I'm like, I have a present for you. And I bring her this gift and I'm like, look at it. It's yeah. magical. Oh, the Look at it. Yeah, yeah, the caregiver resources. Because <laughs> yeah. so, I was yeah. going to make my own <laughs> yeah. because I was like, oh, a lot of them were no, saved we on get, my computer. We got you. Yeah. And then yeah. I was like, oh, he put it in a binder. Yeah. I know, I know. I told Carla, I was like, it's like Christmas, my birthday, <laughs> yeah. all wrapped in one on all these days. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah and actually it. that came from the dosing sheets. I was just like, yeah. oh, you would want that? You're like, yes. Yes. I was like, I was like right, can I take a picture or maybe a copy? And you're like, just have them. And I was like, what? Excuse me? I'm going to go cry. Hold on. Yeah. So, uh, all right, wonderful. So, yeah, uh, I we're to the point where it's your job. Okay. All right, guys. All right, yeah. Thanks uh, for another live podcast, but thanks all you guys for tuning in today and those who may be watching us after uh, on the recorded side. But thank you guys, and we'll catch you next time. Okay.